thewellnesscouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. Download the app today. Welcome to This Week in Wellness with Brett Hill. Real news, real health, real quick. Hi, I'm Brett Hill. And this week in wellness, a study of 22 pairs of identical twins by Stanford Medicine researchers has found that a vegan diet may improve cardiovascular health in as little as eight weeks. The study, published in JAMA Network Open, utilized 22 pairs of identical twins without cardiovascular disease from the Stanford Twin Registry and matched one twin from each pair with either a vegan or an omnivore diet. As early as four weeks, there was observed a significant decrease in mean LDL-C or LDL cholesterol level among vegans compared with omnivores. The percentage of change from baseline to eight weeks in primary and secondary outcomes between vegan and omnivorous groups showed a significant decrease in LDL-C level among the vegan group compared to the omnivore group. The research staff worked with Trifecta Nutrition to develop menu offerings to match a healthy vegan and omnivorous diet which emphasized vegetables, fruits, and whole grains, while limiting added sugars and refined grains. During the initial four weeks, the meals were delivered, one each week, with seven days of breakfast, lunch, and dinner meals. They also purchased and consumed snacks to meet energy requirements following guidelines from the health educators. Not only did this study provide a groundbreaking way to assert that a vegan diet is healthier than the conventional omnivorous diet, but the twins were also a right to work with said Christopher Garner, professor of medicine. They dressed the same, they talked the same, they had a banter between them that you could only have if you spent an inordinate amount of time together. The vegans also experienced a larger but non-significant absolute median decrease in fasting high-density lipoprotein cholesterol, triglycerides, vitamin B12, glucose, and TMAO levels at eight weeks from the baseline compared with the omnivores. Author Christopher Gardner emphasizes that although most people will probably not go vegan, a nudge in the plant-based direction could improve health. He said that a vegan diet can confer additional benefits, such as increased gut bacteria and the reduction in telomere loss, which slows aging in the body. He said what's more important than going strictly vegan is including more plant-based foods into your diet. It was also recognized that the same author had been mostly vegan for the last 40 years. As always, the links are in the show notes. And so my opinion on this is that this is a really interesting study. I mean, it is, of course, a very small sample size. And so it would be great for more research to be done in this area to see what happens. It would also be great for the study to be done over a much longer time frame to see what happens after six months, 18 months, a couple of years of monitoring these same diets. I think it's also important to remember that it wasn't an isocaloric diet. So they weren't consuming the same amounts of food. That was partly shown up by the vegans significantly reducing weight, you know, extra 4.2 pounds weight lost uh, over the period of that eight weeks, which tends to suggest they were eating less calories, which may have been part of the difference, whether that's because they were satiated by the vegan diet or whether it's because they didn't find the vegan diet as appealing, which has been suggested in the study, would be, once again, something to more closely monitor and determine what the result was there. It's also important to remember that what we're not looking at here is actually changes in the rates of heart disease. What we're looking at and postulating the the improvements in heart health is a decrease in LDL cholesterol. What we also saw from the vegan group was a decrease in HDL cholesterol, the quote-unquote good cholesterol. So we do need to be mindful that whilst we've reduced one, we've also reduced the other. And so we need to perhaps, as I said, investigate further to see whether that does in fact extrapolate out to better health outcomes. We've also looked at uh, LDL cholesterol quite generically without separating it into the VLDL, the very low 
density lipoproteins, which tend to be the oxidated ones, which some would suggest would be more closely linked to heart disease. Okay, And so we know that elevated cholesterol isn't necessarily linked to heart disease. right? In fact, sometimes you know, for people over the age of 60, for example, high LDL is actually associated with lower all-cause and cardiovascular mortality. So there's still a bit of confusion there about the research and whether it's LDL that's the problem or whether it's VLDL that's the problem. So you know, as I said, it would be great to extrapolate this out over a longer period of time to see what happens if you're maintained on that vegan diet for an extended period of time and also to see what the actual results are in terms of not just the cholesterol levels but actually the real heart attack risk I think that would be really curious to monitor because, you know, my experience with vegan diets is that people do tend to get good results. You know, people, particularly the first six to 18 months, tend to get good results. They see improvements in their health often, sometimes not, but often they do see improvements in their health. Often they do see improvements in their bloods, but it's once they get beyond that 18-month period that I see some of them start to go astray. And so... Whether that's because they, they don't stick to the diet as well or whether that's because of the you know, nutrient deficiencies, etc. within the diet. Once again, there's probably more study need to be done to determine that. But that's where I think uh, you know, the real work is to be done in terms of the long-term viability of the diet. I mean, we know that as humans, we are omnivores. You know, that is what we evolved to require. That's what we evolved eating. That's the one that makes the most sense to me in terms of a long-term healthy diet. So, but once again, I, I'm open to being changed by the evidence. You know, so if this study can be extrapolated out, done over a longer period of time, uh, if it can look at the real heart attack risk, and whilst also looking at the risk of other health complications, then I'm open to having my mind changed because this is definitely an interesting study and one that's worth looking at more closely and keeping track of and being mindful of when you're thinking about what you want to consume in terms of your diet. You know, one of the things obviously noted was a decrease in vitamin B12. We know how important that is for our brains. We know that's a real risk from vegan diets. So you know, if you are going to go that way, then make sure you're supplementing with that because that's really important. I think there's probably other couple of things we need to be mindful of when we look at this study. You know, one is that I think by its nature, the omnivorous diet was less prescriptive. I mean, we know that for the first four weeks, those meals were delivered, but but especially in the second four weeks, I think there's a greater capacity there for the omnivorous people to maybe go off the wagon a little bit, maybe increase, in, include a few other things that may not have been um, you know, introduced into the vegan diets because, as I said, it's a bit more restrictive, it's a bit more prescriptive, and so there may well have been a difference there. I also recognize that the omnivorous diet they chose to use is one that was high in whole grains. So it'd be interesting once again to do a comparison as to that compared to, for example, more of a paleo diet that might be, you know, grain-free, dairy-free to see whether that makes a difference as well. And I also noticed that a higher fat vegan diet was used. So so that's probably a slightly different diet to what your average vegan eats. Once again, I'm basing that on sort of more personal experience rather than, uh, you know, absolute research per se. Uh, so, you know, I'd be interested if, if if people feel that's not right, I'd be interested to see some research around that. But that's my general feeling is that most vegans that I'm aware of or that I've had experience with uh, would probably tend to be lower fat rather than a high fat diet. And and I would certainly encourage if you are going to be vegan to focus on a higher fat diet because I think those fats are really important for your health and for your brain and for your hormones. And so I think, you know, supplementing with vitamin B12, having a higher fat vegan diet 
uh, is definitely a healthier way to go if you are going to do a vegan diet. So in, in that way, I think it was a good diet to use, but it may not always be reflective of what your average vegan is doing as well. So once again, just something to be mindful of. It'd be interesting to see a comparison between a higher fat and a lower fat vegan diet in terms of the outcomes in this particular study as well, uh, particularly once again, in terms of that uh, HDL LDL ratio and to see whether there was a difference there in terms of losing that quote unquote good cholesterol too. So, you know, all in all, I think this is a really interesting study that needs more follow-up. Uh, you know, I probably can be criticized or at times of being having a bias in terms of more of a paleo diet, in terms of more a omnivorous diet, including meat in the diet. And, and that certainly is my bias. I'm, I'm totally open to acknowledging that. And, and you'll have recognized that if you're a long-term listener of the show. However, at the same time, once again, I'm open to being proved wrong by the evidence. You know, I'm, I'm open to being informed by the evidence and what it shows. I don't think this one is yet at the stage where it's going to change my mind, but it certainly does throw out some really interesting questions that are going to be great to monitor as more and more research is done in this area. You've been listening to This Week in Wellness with Brett Hill. To continue the conversation about this or any other episode of This Week in Wellness, join my Healthy Lifestyle Choices Facebook group or find us on Facebook and Instagram at This Week in Wellness. If you like this episode, please leave a review on iTunes. And for more information about this and other projects from me, head to drbretthill.com. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.